Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry. Me. What's up, Jerry? Not much, Pat. I'm doing good. How are you? Well, I'm kind of waiting on Dogecoin to pop up, man. Oh, yeah? You yeah, I'm going, still waiting on Dogecoin. It's holding up my whole portfolio. Going going in on big on Dogecoin. No, 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 no. I just went in big on before Elon's like debut on uh, SNL, so I bought high. And I didn't I didn't sell at the peak. And I'm I'm just I'm just holding till I can recoup my money. I mean, I didn't even put a ton of money into it, but enough that it's holding up the rest of my Robinhood portfolio, which is kind of a bummer. So you, you mortgaged your ragavans and you need Dogecoin to pop back up to get get your ragavans. Is that it? Yeah, it's just like in Monopoly, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nothing like nothing like ragavan leverage. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, I actually said someone was posting on the Facebook page. It's like, is it a wise financial investment to purchase Ragavans right now? <laughs> hey, if they're looking to buy some, I got I got four Japanese copies they can buy because I'm I, not playing that card anymore. I, 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 I would dump that card pretty soon, Pat. I think that's going to lose some significant value when uh, when it invariably gets banned because the yeah. magic community bitch is loud enough. It's it, it's entirely possible. I'm uh you know, I really don't. The value I, is is irrelevant to me. It's more like I just don't want them in my collection anymore. I, I don't like playing with the card. So whether it's good or not is is meaningless to me. It's not a fun card for me to play. So I'm going to try to put Swift Spears back in my deck. Yeah. Bring back the Swift Spear. Bring back Taylor Swift Spear. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, we have a uh, sweet guest tonight, Pat. Yeah, we do. Yeah. You, you want to introduce him this week? I mean, I, I, you guys had such a great bonding session this past weekend. I don't think As I want to share I'm with quite you. qualified. I, I, I want to share. I want to share where it's what was mine is yours, Pat. <laughs> well, uh, uh, well, you know, we have we we have multiple repeat guests on. Uh, I mean, uh, co-founder of Cardboard Live and uh, the Brainstorm Show and a laundry list of other fantastic additions to the magic community. Uh, Wilson Hunter. Welcome back, Wilson. Thank you for having me. And uh, I'm also joined here by Thomas Smiley. Say hello, Tom. <laughs> uh, poor Tom. Tom is not here tonight, Wilson. He, he couldn't make it just like oh. he couldn't make our, our boys weekend. He yeah, I'm sorry. Couldn't it's, make it's, it as well. it's so I get confused. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I have yeah, like just... really I have thoroughly enjoyed like pictures of like an empty chair. Oh, look, Tom's with us. <laughs> yeah, so Wilson, Wilson and I uh, uh, were hanging out all weekend, and Tom, who lives 13 minutes down the street, uh, Tom Smiley, co-host of the uh, the Dead Format, <laughs> just kept dodging us, dodging us all weekend. It's yeah, very Tom, unfortunate. Co-host of the Dead Friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Wilson's just been sending pictures to the group chat of just empty chairs. Just look at look at my friend Tom. <laughs> He's having such a good time. <laughs> Easy, Tom. Don't drink too many beers, Tom. <laughs> That's hysterical. Uh, so, Wilson, thanks for coming back on the cast. I know our listeners love it every time you uh, you make an appearance. Plus, you have to you have to rival Brian Cook for most appearances. You got to keep that rivalry alive. 
Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that was the rivalry in play here. But oh, but Brian Bryant is very aware, and Brian makes uh, sure to mention it every time. <laughs> okay, well, I do feel sort of bad. I think every time I come on, I know less about legacy than than the previous time. Well, you're <laughs> this hotshot businessman. You you've literally like joined the uh, C-suite cabal, the hated Hasbro suits. <laughs> Well, I, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. <laughs> Just because your suit's made of flannel doesn't mean it's not a suit, Wilson. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so what's what's going on with uh, Cardboard Live? And you also got some new projects on. Uh, we were talking about this weekend. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty big open to do question. So we're working on a variety of things. Uh, people may or probably not actually have seen on Twitter, depends on how active you are on social media. Uh, I'm not that active, but um, that we release something called Card Sage, where we're doing more data related things. So mm-hmm. we are um, offering insights based on secondary card market uh, changes in prices, and they're predictive based on how people are playing the game and engaging with the game through video. Um, also offering insights based on how the big players are changing their prices and things like that. So that's one of the newer projects we're working on, but. Um, oh, so yeah. kind of like price prediction for cards. That's right. Yeah. Oh, um, fancy. So that's, that's pretty fun. But then outside of cards, we're working on some different gaming related things. We did some different Twitch extensions. We did one for uh, chess called chess sage, which is sort of cool. Um Stream Sage generally as a project has been doing uh, some e-commerce and video streaming. So we have like a Shopify app and a WooCommerce app and we allow uh, businesses to stream content and people to buy stuff from them. So hmm. it's not, not as exciting for the listeners probably, but that's something that, that we've been working on. <laughs> Pays the bills. There you go. That's right. <laughs> Nice. So um, what's going on with uh, Cardboard Live? Are you guys still like doing tournaments, doing events? Yeah, it's still it's still moving forward, sort of uh, same same old. So like, for example, all of the Wizards streams use Cardboard Live. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the you know arena streamers online still use Cardboard Live. I was a bit bummed at the direction of events, you know, sort of at, in the post-COVID world. I, I think that a really cool implementation of Cardboard Live is some of the digitizing of real-world uh, tournaments and streams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, A lot of that has been replaced by just people playing Arena, which is already like a decent viewing experience. But obviously the Cardboard Live Arena app works for uh, enhancing arena streaming and then mm. you know we have a, a streaming service that we built that allows people to buy and sell cards through that is still like super alpha which is something we're working on but yeah i would say cardboard live the biggest thing that we're working on is um partnering with our the data team with at stream sage to do some of like the card insight related stuff right now hmm. so Man, that's pretty cool so still making progress you know still uh doing events it's kind of hard because yeah you're right you know, we loved having Cardboard Live at the Leaving a Legacy events. And uh, yeah, Cardboard Live really shines with paper events. And then all of a sudden the world goes into, you know, two years of no paper event lockdown. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, it's still, you know, we're still supporting and um, building stuff. But I would say the most exciting future, um, you know, depends on what the future of 
of tournament streaming will be like. And mm-hmm. so we'll just sort of have to see what happens. Cause even if it goes harder in the arena direction, you know, there are some questions about, is there going to be a tournament mode where you can view arena better for bigger events? Um, there's just a lot of things in question. So as, as things are in, you know, I always call it in limbo for magic, but as things mm-hmm. are sort of the way that they are right now, we were working on some different type of uh, gaming streaming uh, experiences so like the mm-hmm. chess chess sage thing um emotify which is this twitch extension that allows people to emote things in a stream um so yeah just working on a variety of of different streaming related projects what, what kind of stuff do you do for chess that's that's kind of seems like kind of an interesting project yeah so that one allows the viewer to uh see the history of moves and uh, sort of go back through the game and also hmm. use the interactivity to basically ask the streamer if they can like talk about one of the moves in the history of, of the game. Oh, cool. Wasn't it just last week's episode, Pat, where you were doubting the resurgence of chess? <laughs> yeah, Jerry was big, Jerry was big chess and he's like, he was big chess over here. And I'm like, I don't think people really watch chess. And I guess not. I guess I'm wrong. I actually shocker. My plan has revealed itself. I invited Wilson on the cast tonight <laughs> purely for revenge for last week. <laughs> well, that's funny, Jerry, because you can only have revenge if the other person has shame. And you know I have no shame. So True. crisis averted. Crisis averted. <laughs> yeah, Have you guys heard the about the show The Queen's Gambit on Netflix? Oh, yeah. I have indeed, yeah. I yeah, binge so that. I think that that single-handedly ham- uh, caused a, a huge spike in chess interest. So, really? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That's interesting. Yeah, Jerry. Jerry said that also, and I didn't believe him. Yeah, he said just because I sent him an article from the Washington Post, he said, oh, "Jeff Bezos, lizard, <laughs> lizard people, <laughs> typing true. this up, yeah, full of lizard people." Yeah, propaganda. I believe. <laughs> I believe I heard John Oliver call him the world's least inspiring astronaut, and I thought it was very <laughs> funny. <laughs> well, 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 I do think this is true. I'm not going to discourage Pat from doubting the Washington Post. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jeff Bezos is lizard people. They just want what's best for us. Okay. <laughs> oh, fantastic. By the way, are LAL episodes now on video? Are we just looking at each other for funsies? Or yeah, we're just look looking at each other for funsies. Yeah. We don't actually release the videos. Yeah. Yeah. No, no one wants to see these faces. Let's be real. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> That'd be horrible for the brand. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, Wilson, you came up and, uh, you spent the, the weekend in Boston with me and I played host. You were, you were doing some boring business stuff, but I, I still got Wilson for the rest of the day, which he proceeded to sleep 90% of the time he was here. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> Wilson is Wilson is father to three beautiful children, I believe. <laughs> yeah. four, and four, so actually, I can yeah. attest when, uh, when you're off on vacation and you have a chance to like catch shut eye with no one interrupting you, it's uh it's a godsend. So it's well, like, Ver- ver- verbatim saturday morning wilson wakes up and he just goes i haven't slept that slept that well since i got married <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep i know the feeling very well oh man yeah it, it was a really, it was a nice time though because I, I i do have to say i did i did enjoy jerry's company but getting getting good sleep was uh i'm i'm not gonna forget that that was, that was, that was really nice um, <laughs> my girlfriend came home from work and wilson was just passed out on the couch and she's like oh so this is wilson <laughs> yeah. wasn't i snoring loudly i think I you were all snoring, snoring yeah. very loudly that's wonderful that's, <laughs> that's how you know you're in a deep sleep though that's good 
Yeah, that's right. That's good. That's a good. I, w- I will say though, we uh, we did some fun things. Like we went out to this barcade type situation. We played some pinball. We played this. Uh, I showed Wilson all of historic downtown Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, you went to Salem? Yeah, location okay. of the Salem witch trials. Uh-huh. And Wilson, his, this uncultured Southern dote, oh, did no. not appreciate any of it. <laughs> Well, I'm, Jerry's like, oh, look at that. There's a 20 uh, foot uh, paper mache skeleton crawling out of the ground with a black vine on it. <laughs> <laughs> Historic downtown Salem. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. I will say, Jerry, we, he pointed at some old sign. And he's like, that was the uh, such and such Edward. Edward the witch was hanged there in seventeen. 17- <laughs> <laughs> you acted quite knowledgeable about it. Like, That's, that was the only male witch killed. <laughs> I know my local history. It's <laughs> funny it because usually, usually like uh, national embarrassments like that aren't as celebrated as they are in Salem. Like Salem is like one of the few places where it's like uh, a horrible thing that we perpetrated on completely innocent people is like has turned into like this tourism industry. Right. And everywhere else. It's it's shameful. Like if you go if you go to like it's like if you go to Monticello, it's like it's a shameful place to be. You go to Salem. It's all good, man. It's fine. Like a bunch of people died. It's cool, man. Check out this witch's hat. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was asking Jerry about that because I was like, was isn't the whole point of all this that they they weren't actually you know, practicing witchcraft. Like they were, right. they were I, I was a little meat, concerned right? because the way Wilson asked it was one that he believes witches exist. <laughs> <laughs> and two, that if they were actually practicing witchcraft, he would have been totally okay with the executions because it would have been justified. Well, but if you think, if you think about the culture around Salem, everybody's just like giddy about like the, uh, the witch part of the, yes. the culture, but yes. it's, but it's a pretty, it's, it's pretty like, messed up it's, it's horrific like- <laughs> yeah if you if you go into some there was some like um i went there years ago and there were some like museums there that were like history of like how they used to torture witches and like right. supposed witches and it's horrifying it's or there was like a there was like uh also like there was like a history of like of human torture and stuff and it's 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 intense man it's like you if you forget where you are for a second it's like uh you know that's right yes. I, w- I will say the other interesting part was there were these high quality bars and arcades and that was a, it was a pretty cool arcade, mm-hmm. but everybody looked like they were uh, like going to their like 20, 20th consecutive Halloween party or something. <laughs> it's like, they just, my, well, this is like mid November. <laughs> yeah, like- know, exactly. <laughs> but there's rolling up dressed up. Like they just went to another Halloween party. Yep. yep. <laughs> Yeah, he also looked looks at me and goes, "Is uh, all these goths a Salem thing?" Or I'm like, "Oh, I think they're just teenagers." And then we saw like 30 more goth kids. We're like, oh, maybe it's uh, maybe it is just a lot of goth kids in Salem. It's, you know, it's it's like one of the few places they can all. It's like it's like the internet. If you want to find a bunch of crazies. Like it's you, true. Can, Sa- you can find them on the internet. You can find them in Salem too. Salem is like a corner of the internet, like in real life. That's definitely what Salem yeah, feels like. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great way to put it. That's exactly what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. Uh, but we did go to a sweet uh, 90s themed uh, uh, pinball arcade bar mm-hmm. uh, that was in, also in historic downtown Salem, you know, continuing the, the trend. Uh, but yeah, that was an awesome time because all the TVs in there were just playing TV shows from the 90s. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, so they had like 90s X-Men and then like a bunch of like commercials from the 90s too. So I, I want to ask you, Wilson. So like, and I don't know if I've asked you this before, but where does your affinity for pinball machines come from? Yeah, I don't even know how to answer that, that oh. question. I think 
when I was like traveling a lot for some work stuff, maybe three or four years ago, mm -hmm. I would um, go to like local arcades. I found out that there was a way to find local pinball machines on something called a pin map. Okay. And um, I don't know what sparked me first wanting to do that other than just being bored mm -hmm. like by myself traveling for work and realizing that that was sort of something fun and nerdy to do. Mm -hmm. um, but then I just got hooked on like the complexity of a pinball machine, started like researching it. I think that I was like researching pinball machines before I was hooked on actually playing them. And then oh, when I realized like how cool, like the rules and all the things that go into a pinball machine, uh, all of that stuff is, um, then I got into like seeking out the different machines and, and huh. playing them and whatnot. So oh, neat. And as knowledgeable as I am about 16th century executions, Wilson is also very knowledgeable about pinball machines. He goes in there and just goes up to this like Pirates of the Caribbean one and just taps Johnny Depp's bosom and goes, you know how expensive this machine is? <laughs> this is a $25,000 machine right here. Whoa, really? <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, that, that one was one of the most expensive machines. And I happened to be the only one that was not operating that night. But we, we played a decent amount of Ghostbusters and uh, oh, yeah. some Willy Wonka. So played, nice. some, played some ghost, but we also played the, uh, I like the Star Trek, the Star Trek pinball machine, because when you get a bonus, the like pinball goes up into the blaster and you have to like use the blaster to fire it. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, oh, and that, yeah. So Wilson kicked my ass at pinball. He, he insisted we play all the, uh, the two player ones. And he's just like, <laughs> you're, you're going to be good. You're going to be fine. You're fine. Like the end of the crush, it's like, it's like 13,000 to 234,000. <laughs> <laughs> there was one like where we were taking turns, like going back and forth. I'm like, I, I got to go to the bathroom and I go and I come back and he's like still on his round. <laughs> That's awesome. I think yeah, the first pinball game I ever played was like, pinball pinball galactic pinball on windows do you remember that game jerry oh yeah, space yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like that one a lot it was fun uh i also played a fuck ton of pokemon pinball for uh game boy color i played a lot of that oh yeah oh yeah it's nothing like the real thing though also wilson's a dirty cheat he's sitting there like hipping the hipping the pinball machine as he's playing it so oh. you're you're allowed to do that as long as you don't tilt the machine uh <laughs> <laughs> tactical nudging is part of the is, is that do you is wear that, like a special fanny pack that's got like some like uh shock in yeah, it? yeah so padding good, good hip bump is nothing really you're allowed to cheat until you get caught is that what you're saying yeah. jerry what have i told you many times the show i've said it at least a dozen times if, if you're, you're not, not cheating, cheating you're not, you're not trying <laughs> <laughs> no, th this is that's actually a misconception about so pinball like the the pros you know air mm -hmm. quotes there's there's pros at everything i guess but uh the best pinball players in the world like what separates them is being able to skillfully nudge out of the outlands so it's not only is it legal it's encouraged in order to be uh as good as you can be at pinball to be able to to nudge without tilting the machine and actually really? the rules of pinball machines build in giving you uh, additional tilt warnings, for example. Like some mm -hmm. games give you extra tilt warnings as rewards to let you tilt more, basically. Huh. Um, so, yeah. Interesting. Uh. What about like a super strong magnet that could like uh, track the ball from inside the pinball machine? Yeah, there's really interesting use of magnets in some of the pinball machines. Uh, some people might know like Twilight Zone is a pinball machine from the early 90s. It was mm -hmm. like one of the most famous ones for introducing mad magnets in a variety of ways. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there's some, there's all sorts of crazy mechs and, and stuff. So. Huh. 
I've seen um like pinball machines taken apart and they're actually pretty fascinating the way they're the way they're designed and stuff. Um yeah, it's pretty neat. Just the like the electrical work inside it alone is pretty fascinating. Oh yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. But yeah, we we had fun doing all that. And I would say that was the most exciting thing that Jerry and I did. However, uh, we did get a chance to watch like a bunch of hunting videos. <laughs> yep. <laughs> also, you forgot. So I got my revenge on Wilson because uh, after the pinball, I, I dragged Wilson over to uh, the great, the great, great time crisis two, and just thoroughly beat Wilson's ass at time crisis, which he had never heard of before, which I was shocked. I've heard of that, but I've never played. Is that a shooting game? That's the really cool shooting game that was in every arcade where um, you like step on the pedal to come out of uh, cover and like go into cover so you could go like in and out of cover and also reload. It's like one of the best arcade shooters of all time. Any any kid from the 90s who spent a significant amount of time in an arcade played a fuck ton of time crisis. Yeah. I did not spend a lot of time in an arcade as a child, but that is, I feel like I've, I've definitely heard the game before, but I don't think I've ever played it. To be fair, that was a cooperative game is my understanding. Yeah. You just <laughs> kept dying and leaving right. me to finish it by myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just slinging Wilson's dead body over my shoulder and carrying him across the finish line. Using me as a meat shield. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, and then we came home and uh, ate a bunch of Chinese food and yeah, watched uh, Meat Eater. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. The uh, Renella podcast, the Renella show. Yeah, Steve, Steve Renello. Renello. Yeah. yeah. Really great, really great uh podcast. Or uh, not podcast. Uh he has a show. podcast too. He, I know. I want to start yeah. listening to his podcast. But it yeah. makes me go ahead, Wilson. On, on that on that hunting show, uh, Meat Eater, I guess is what's called, right? Yeah. We we intentionally watched the uh, Pete Alonzo episode. For people don't who don't know who that is, that's the first baseman for the New York Mets, so that we could uh let Bryant know. And <laughs> We also recorded a fun little video of, of me asking Jerry what he thinks about the epic storm when Jerry didn't know I was recording. I also sent that to Bryant, and Bryant never responded to any of these things. He just like <laughs> left me on, on red. On sponge. What a that fun sponge. So, but that was fun. I also got to, uh, to bird Jerry's Eve practices. What's yeah. that like? Well, it was. Well, he fell asleep for one. <laughs> well, again, that's Jerry, that's basically what it's like. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, it, it was it was pretty cool. I I didn't realize how much power Jerry yields in that world. So. <laughs> that's why he can't leave it. Don't you understand? <laughs> that's why he hasn't been able to walk away from it. You you can listen like when when you're listening to the other players, and all of a sudden Jerry says something. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody else's voices, they sort of like, they get serious. They perk up. Really? It's like, it's like their respect changes. That's um, interesting. Also, hopefully I can say this. I'm definitely not trying to, you know, make make fun of anybody for their accent. But it's, the Jerry has a guy on his team that has the same accent as the dude on Star Trek. <laughs> who, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? The Russian, the Russian guy. The Russian uh, guy. So yeah. he's playing a very similar game. And he's got this guy <laughs> has the exact same Russian accent. <laughs> That's fantastic. You just sort of have to see it, but it was it was fun to watch all that. So, oh, that's oh awesome. man! Um, but that was that was cool to see because Jerry is a majority shareholder CEO of some <laughs> three hundred employee Eve Corporation. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. We played an Eve's version of uh, the Pro Tour this weekend. 
So it was good times. Good so times. Even in fantasy world, you're a capitalist, Jerry. Uh, no, I, I role play a capitalist. Oh, you role play. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it just, is that because it's fun to be on the winning side? Is that why? <laughs> yeah, you, okay. you got it. You got okay. it, man. <laughs> just want to make sure. Uh, but did you check out any of historic uh, Massachusetts besides like any of historic Boston, I should say, besides uh, Salem? Yeah, not uh, didn't get a chance to do that with Jerry, unfortunately. But when I was doing work stuff, I was meeting with somebody on Milk Street mm-hmm. and uh, got to like walk the harbor. Nice. And that was pretty cool. So one of my coworkers is actually from Poland and in Boston because he was having uh, life-saving heart surgery for his two-year-old son. Oh my gosh. And it was successful, which is really great. But it's amazing. Um, he had to raise money for that because in Poland they have a uh, a public healthcare system that cannot handle those types of surgeries. So they came to the United States of America to save his kid's life. Whoa. That's and, crazy. Uh, yes, pretty cool. He actually made like an NFT to raise some money for it and some other interesting things. But we together we had a a, a customer in Boston. And so we sort of like, I wanted to go up and see him anyways, mm-hmm. but we also go went and met with that, with that customer. And that, so used our time. Well, Wow, that's awesome. That's uh, I have a lot of questions about, about Poland's uh, medical, medical care system, but I get, we can, we can do that some other time. Cause that's, that's uh, very interesting. Hmm. Um, oh, wow. Well, that's great. That's great to hear. How old is he? he said he's two years old. That's right. Yeah. He also wow. has a four-year-old who's with him. And so his whole family's there for about six weeks. Wow. Um, but yeah. It's very intense. Indeed. But I think it was something that went very smoothly because it was mm-hmm. like the best cardiologist uh, in the world for this type of this particular surgery. Oh, that's so, amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. That's grounding out the emotions. Thanks, Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I think what am I missing here? I think the only thing we I'm need, missing is that I think Jerry, we need anger. Anger? Anger is the next emotion we need. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really have anything anger inducing. I was gonna say that when I when uh, I asked Jerry if we could order Chinese food, I looked at what he was putting into the cart, <laughs> and it was a hundred and seventeen dollars worth of food. And I'm I'm pretty sure we ate most of it, right? Yeah, we ate most of it. Also, Wilson like looks at me horror struck that I'm ordering a hundred and seventeen dollars worth of food. And my answer to Wilson is, if I'm paying a four dollar delivery fee, I'm getting my value out of my four dollar delivery fee. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that's on top of tip that doesn't even get included with the tip wait it's cost four dollars to have it delivered yeah just to have it delivered it's four dollars yeah but then we ended up going to pick it up for some reason right (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, i forgot this place didn't have deliveries (laughs) that's That's awesome awesome. what's your favorite china what's your if you go to like a typical like chinese restaurant what's your favorite dish wilson i like general sal's chicken and usually whatever combination they have. So the fried yeah. rice, some sort of egg or spring roll, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yep. Jerry got pretty much everything on the menu. So I added some <laughs> nice. sweet and sour chicken to the mix. Big that was fan of that. Good. Big fan of sweet and sour chicken. I'll say when, when it comes to food, one thing that I always get when I go to a big city, because for some reason Charlottesville doesn't have it, is go to a nice ramen place. Okay. And that might sound lame to people who see ramen on every street corner, but there's just no ramen in Charlottesville. And I can say I've never had anything other than like instant ramen, like uh, that you make in like a in like a soup pot. I've never been to yeah. like a ramen place before. I think good ramen where they have like the broth that has been cooking for a while, and they mm-hmm. cook like the egg in it and all that stuff. It's just really good. It's one of those experiences. It's like a a dish that is unique. You know what I mean? Like you've got to have it in a place like that, unless yeah. 
your family knows how to how to make that so hmm. pat i'll take you to a place there's this place in uh in cambridge where you go in and there's no menu they just serve you and they make you they like they just like size you up they're like you look like a pork guy yeah exactly really? okay. <laughs> exactly and also um everyone sits in benches in a row so there's no tables it's just it's just benches that yep. everyone sits at and like the guy comes over and he just spoons ramen into your bowl and then like he comes back around and he has everyone stand up and say one of their hope and hopes and dreams <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then when you're done eating, he comes back and he looks and he sees how much left you have left in your bowl, and he judges you based on how much you have left in your bowl. Wait, so what's the proper amount to have left? None. Is none, none the right amount? The proper amount is none. And if okay, the, however much you have, and like the amount you have left is how much he scolds you. This sounds like uh, like a Vietnamese soup Nazi. And kinda, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, oh. bet I'll definitely be down for that. Let's go. <laughs> Maybe we'll play some magic while we're at it. Eh. <laughs> I played some ba- I played some power cube on uh, Magic Online though. I was oh yeah, sa- yeah. I'm, I'm I'm excited, Pat. The holidays are coming up. I was surprised mm. to see the powered cube on now because usually they bring it back for Christmas. Well, don't they have like a special holiday cube? They do. Oh, that's right. And the holiday cube, I think, is also powered. I think so. I, I you've talked about it many many years, and I, I just don't remember. I, I'm not a cube guy myself. I'm not a draft guy, but I just love I love playing with power in the cube setting. I get it. I get it. I just this is not my strong suit. Speaking of cube, uh, I'm doing a cube weekend this Saturday with oh, some really? friends uh, with a my powered 720 card cube, including brainstorm show co-host Philip Braverman. He'll be there. Okay. Awesome. Is this going to be recorded or is this just for you? This isn't for content. It's just a. That's right. It's a, it's a private and intimate experience. Okay. Okay. That's pretty dope actually. And when's the last yeah. time you saw Phil? Uh, I actually see him all the time. So oh, okay. his wife is a piano teacher for my seven-year-old daughter. Oh, Oh. And uh, that, that started about a month ago. And okay. uh, Phil and I went hiking a few weeks ago. He actually moved about um, 45 minutes away from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is much closer. You know, he used to live in another state. Mm-hmm. So, um, but when it comes to magic, I haven't played magic with him in a while. So that'll be fun. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I was telling Jerry last week, like now that football season's over, cause I, I coach one of my kids in football and the other one obviously has practices during the weeks as well. So now that football season's over, it's freed up a lot of my time. So I'm hoping to get back to playing some legacy during the weeknights. Cause uh, we have a couple stores in the area that do them a few nights during the week. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. So, uh, you know, it's gonna be exciting. Get back Sweet. in the wagon. Yeah, so Boston uh, area magic. I know gaming, etc., is the shop that you know I've always been to and everything. But mm-hmm. um, downtown Boston, I stopped in some random game shop, and and they were really nice and sparkly, and they had all these board games and everything. But they didn't sell any magic singles, which I thought was sort of surprising. It was pretty pretty big space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's called like Eureka. That's one I was like asking you guys about. In the oh chat. yeah, 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 yeah. You pick up some board games for your buddy. I think he, yeah, he might've bought something. He was okay. with me. Um, and then we stopped by, there's a games workshop store ne- next door, which mm-hmm. is cool. I don't know if I've, I haven't been to like a, just a flat games workshop store in a long time. Like it was only games workshop stuff. Hmm. Um, and if you guys know anything about their company or brand, it was like exactly what I expect where the employees are like super 
loyal. Like I went in, I didn't know it was a games workshop store. So I was mm-hmm. asking him about like these fan made rules and, and he's pretending like he didn't know they exist because games workshop doesn't acknowledge, you know, the non-official oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah it was, game like, People shit on wizards, but from what I've heard, Games Workshop is like totalitarian it government. Is. It, it, <laughs> like, it's like it, really, yeah. which which is why it was so surprising. Like just like random low level employee was like basically reading the script when I was just trying to like ask some basic questions about huh. about like, he was he was definitely not going to deviate from the uh you know the four rule sets that they offer that are official so. what what kind of games do they make is that do they make just like board games and stuff or it's uh, so they, Warhammer. Yeah. Oh, like all the minis, like when you see a bunch of nerds gathered around a table with lots yeah, of yeah, little yeah. minis and pushing. Oh, so them that's around. Games Workshop. They their product that's is right. Warhammer. That's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. So they do some of the other stuff like Blood Bowl, which is based on Warhammer lore, Battlefleet mm-hmm. Gothic, which is an older, you know, ship. Probably a game I would assume Jerry would like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, meets Warhammer. What I what I like is uh, they make the Lord of the Rings uh, minis, which that's I actually right. got just to like have some minis to paint for uh like D D because mm, yeah. i just really like the lord of the rings style of them and uh though that those are awesome I, i'm considering learning how to actually play that game to play it if i could ever really? <laughs> find someone who could play it with me but it's, it's wait it's a lord of the rings game yeah so it's it's lord of the rings minis and it's like it's like a it's like a war game so you use like dice and rulers and you like measure out how many spaces the units can move and there's I, all i would be interested in checking that out all right, yeah, let's play some I, Lord I of the really Rings. I want to start painting minis, so I have yeah. like, the beginner's kit to start. I uh, I check out the the Games Workshop Lord of the Rings sets. They they have a ton of them, and they're like they're like really good quality. Like they look like the characters from the movie, and they're really? the, yeah, they're the little minis. Okay, cool. I'll check it out. I'll se- I'll send you some. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm always looking for new games to play. I actually, um, so last year for Christmas, we got Liam uh, Settlers of Catan, but it's like a three player game. So I'm looking for another person to play that with us and teach us how to play because I cannot, I cannot decipher the rules text to, to Settlers of Catan on oh, my own. Oh, I love Settlers. I can I can teach you how to play some Settlers. We should definitely play. Like I I think Liam would love that game because he loves he loves games. Because he's a bloodthirsty capitalist at heart. <laughs> I'm raising him right, Jerry. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. So did did Wilson rub off on you, Jerry? Because you have the longest beard I think I've ever seen of you. It's currently. no sh- it's no shave November, Pat. No shave November. You do this every year? Uh I can't remember seeing you ever with a beard this long, Jerry. Uh, it looks good. I, I like it. Maybe I'm just I'm more dedicated to it this November. Yeah, like you're doing it. <laughs> I've never seen you with a beard this long. It looks good. No, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Uh, you, look, you look dangerous. I'm actually growing out my coat, Pat, so that when you know the end comes and the power grid goes down in the dead of winter, and you know I, I have something to keep me warm. Yeah, you know what? The, the, when I ever think of the end of the world, I think of that book, The Road. Have you ever read that book? Uh, that sounds familiar. I it's, don't know. Uh, I can't remember the author. I'm sure people who are listening to this have heard, have know the author, but uh, it's a very depressing book. It's actually kind of horrifying. It's about a <laughs> cool story. Son. Cool it's, story. It's a father-son <laughs> combo in the uh, in the post-apocalyptic world, and uh, the the book ends with basically the two witnessing one of the most horrible things you could probably see as a human. So, yeah, it's uh, that's what I think of. Uh, I, I want to say McCarthy. It's not McCarthy. It's not McCarthy. I don't know why McCarthy comes to mind, but. 
Oh, they, uh, made, the it, road. they made it into a movie. Should I should I watch the movie and skip the I book? I can't say that I've seen the road. I think Vigo Mortensen is, is the star of the movie, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know if I've seen that, um, but it's very good. Uh, I got to look up the book, the book, because now I'm I'm spacing on the author. Cormac, says, Cormac yeah. McGa- McCarthy. Yeah, Cormac McCarthy. Yeah, it's a good book. Oh, it came out in 2006. Okay. I didn't realize it was that new. I thought it was a little older than that. But yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's, it's it's a good book. Good book. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna read the Wikipedia page and okay. spoil, spoil okay. the ending. For All me. right, that's so, that's so. Jerry, this book is really good. I'm gonna read the Wikipedia page. <laughs> that's even worse than that's even worse than I'm gonna watch the movie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have time to watch the movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the Wikipedia page. <laughs> so, fun fact, you know what I do is I actually read the Wikipedia page of horror movies because usually I'm too scared to watch them. <laughs> So sometimes when I'm feeling very suspenseful, like when I was watching Midsummer, I was like, I don't know where this is going. I have to find out what's going on. And I definitely read. I like was looking up like, oh, okay, this is what's happening next. I see yeah. what's going on. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't. Midsummer was a great movie, by the way. Even with me spoiling it for myself, I, I highly recommend it. <laughs> this emotion these artists are cultivating in us. We're like, no, well, like, fuck that. Horror, don't want to do that. <laughs> so I loved like when I was a kid. I loved the horror movies of like Friday the Thirteenth, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, uh, like those Halloween. I'm fine with. Like well, all like the, those all the campy was, stuff. It was can... campy, but it was like in those like some jump scares, yada yada. But like horror now is like actually really unnerving. Like it's makes you feel uneasy, which like I guess is a good direction for the film, like to go the for that genre to go. But it's like it's less like re- it's less fun to watch, I guess. You know, <laughs> for me, I'm I can deal with like the slashers. Yeah, like, those are fine. The zombies yeah. are fine. Love the zombie axe movies. murder. Those are great. Yeah. For me, I draw the line at ghosts. Can't deal with ghost movies. Ghost oh. movies scare the shit out of me, and I cannot do any of those ghost movies. <laughs> you know why, Pat? You know why? Roger. Is it because ghosts are real? <laughs> it's ghosts are real, man. <laughs> Not like serial killers. Yeah, yeah, right. right, right. No. <laughs> the real reason is because a ghost will take a 12 gauge to the chest and keep coming at you. <laughs> Oh, Jerry! I love how I love how everything in your life has come down to prepper or not prepper. It's like it's like it's like this this interesting Venn diagram you've turned into right now. Like Jerry's got like a long beard. He's a guitar player. He's wearing a, literally wearing a Bob Ross t shirt right now. But this kid is strapped, fucking strapped, bro. Like, do not come into his house. He's got a shower gun, y'all. Like, don't come into his house if you're not invited, man. It's gonna be a bad time. That's oh, my favorite. It's my favorite. <laughs> Jer- Jerry's like ringtone is just the racking of a shotgun. <laughs> Scare him off, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, fantastic. Oh. Well, I'm glad you- I'm glad your trip to uh to Boston was was fruitful, Wilson. It sounded like it was good all around, man. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was quite a good trip and it was nice to to see Jerry and I appreciated the free and comfortable and restful bed. Yes, I'm glad. I'm glad to have you, Wilson. Even though you fell asleep at like 8 p.m. both nights. <laughs> yeah, the time we had together was special. <laughs> That's the thing. Like we didn't. I, I told Tom this, but I'm giving him such a hard time. I think he said he was going to come over at like 10 or 10:30 or something. And we were. I mean, I was asleep by like nine. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know what happened. You know, like I, I assume he mutually also like 
decided not to come out, but I never told him that part of the story. It's being it's hard being old magic dads. <laughs> yeah. right. uh, excellent. Excellent. Well, it's been a blast having you on the gas, Wilson. Uh, best of luck with uh, the Sage brand and Cardboard Live and hope, looking forward to kind of seeing what, what comes of it and, uh, you know, what, what you guys have on the horizon. Thank you. And thank you guys for having me on. And it's pretty sweet that you have remained uh, steadfast and consistent in your podcasting through <laughs> the all of these times. So as legacy waxes and wanes, <laughs> you guys still put out great content. Aw, so. thanks, Wilson. Thanks, man. Well, we will see everyone next week. Uh, I think it is Eternal Weekend next weekend. When when's Eternal Weekend? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I think it is actually. That's a ma- that's going to be a Magic Online event right now. Yeah. I believe unfortunately it'll be magic online but we'll still be able to see kind of i mean i'm predicting it's just gonna be ragavan online because i believe uh they're doing the same thing they did last year where you get unlimited access to like oh the yeah they have, like, the keys or whatever yeah and when everyone can play any deck they want everyone plays you know blue red delver <laughs> yeah november 19th to the 21st and the 26th to the 20th so actually the next two weekends they have stuff going on cool so well next week we'll uh have some lists to dive into yeah that'd be cool hell yeah awesome. uh and as always if you guys come across anything cool want us to chat about you know bring it to our attention shoot it our way yeah and i think next week we're gonna have uh um one of our listeners on so i'm gonna try to get that squared away this week and that'll be pretty cool to talk to them about getting into legacy and their experience getting to legacy and and kind of like their local community and stuff so keep awesome. out for that sweet and let me think thanksgiving's next week so Get 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 your turkeys ordered, guys. It's time. It's time. Prepare. Although, can I like recommend getting away from turkeys? Because I think it's kind of like played. I'm not like a big turkey fan to begin with. My my fa- like my girlfriend thinks I'm crazy, but my family, like, yeah, we did the turkey. But the main thing is we always made prime rib on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So and yes. I ate the hell out of some prime rib every Thanksgiving. Yeah, so pri- prime rib has become like my I do make that Christmas day for, for me and the kids and the wife. We'll do like a prime rib at the house. But I'm always up for prime rib on Thanksgiving, 100%. I would much rather have a prime rib than a, th- than a turkey. Yep. Like not close. Not close. So I'm doing a, a Friendsgiving the Saturday before uh, Yeah, the 20th. Yep. 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 Are you coming, by the way? I, I, I just wanted to listen to I invited Pat, and he left me on red. Yes. He I'm just sorry. totally no, ignored you, me. You did ask me, and then I – so here's, the th- here's, here's how things go. And Wilson can probably attest to this as a man who is also married. When someone invites me to something, I, I have to, like – I can't answer right away. <laughs> I have to check with my wife because for two reasons, she might have already something planned that I don't know about. She might, I got, she might hold on, I'm not gone. She might have something planned that she's told me about. And then I've forgotten. She's told me about it. Or <laughs> she knows, she knows that she knows my schedule better than I do. And I might've already planned something that I've forgotten about as well, but she knows that I'm doing it. So I have to check with her, but um, yeah, that, that will, what's that Saturday? Uh, Saturday. Yeah. This yeah. coming Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I have to check with her, but I will get back. I promise I'll get back. To you. I will talk to her when I get back. Get out of the call. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So I'm having Friendsgiving, and I'm actually making uh, turkey pot pie to mix oh. it up. Oh, I like oh, yeah. that. That's pretty cool. A turkey pot pie with a stuffing crust. Okay. Is it like a, what kind of stuffing do you do? Because I'm very particular with my stuffing. 
I I, I got this from a fancy farm, Pat. I didn't make this okay. myself. Come on. Okay. <laughs> so I my- I went to Brooksby Farm Apple Orchard, mm-hmm. and they had they had pies that oh, wow. you know homemade pies for sale. Nice. I like yeah. that. Um, yeah. So I've always been a big fan of um, uh, like meat pies. Yeah. So my my mother is my mother's side of the family is French, and so like the French are big into like meat pies, and so she makes like a like it's called like a pork pie. Like she calls it a pork pie, but it's a meat pie that's made with ground pork, and she makes those into like homemade pies, and those are fantastic. But she also uses the pork, the ground pork, to make stuffing for like turkeys and stuff, and it's like. Like for me, Thanksgiving is Wait, you put doesn't meat, have, meat in your stuffing. It, it is only meat. It is ground pork and wait. Um, <laughs> your, ground, your stuffing is different animal. <laughs> yes, I'm telling Jerry. I'm telling you. So this is like a, a sick twisted version of the turducken where you just you stuff a turkey with ground pork. I understand it sounds strange, but I'm telling you, like for it's one of those things that it's so visceral for me that like. Thanksgiving has not occurred unless I've had like a side of this, this pork pie stuffing, this meat stuffing. It's like, it's like saltine crackers. Like that's like, like, like finely ground, ground pork, a couple other things, a couple of spices in it. It is a minced onion. It is unbelievable. Unbelievable. But yeah. So the first time the, actually the first time I went to um, a Thanksgiving at my wife's family's house and they had like a traditional like stovetop stuffer, like, you know, like the yeah the, normal the, good stuffing. I looked at that. Most... I was like, "What?" I looked at my wife. I was like, "What is this?" She's like, "That's stuffing." I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> it was like totally because I had never had stuffing like that before. I didn't know that it existed. Oh, so uh, but yeah. So I highly recommend it. I'll bring you some, Jerry. It's I think it'll change your right. life, man. I'll try it, but it's going to be really hard for me to give up my carbo lo- carbo loading stuffing. It's how I prep for Black Friday, Pat. I, I just I car carbo load on stuffing. <laughs> how else are you going to be able to elbow the old ladies? Yeah, I need the energy to elbow those little old ladies. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thanks everyone for hanging out this week. Uh, have a great weekend. We'll catch you all next week. Bye. Goodbye.